Hey everyone, and welcome back to our episode six of our marriage podcast here at Celebration Church. We are calling Be Loved. Today's episode is called Baby Talk, and you guessed it, it's all about the kids. So let's dive in to the third thing of our big five here that we are getting into, which is kids. So how do kids affect a marriage? Um, how don't kids affect marriage? Um, when you are desiring to, to have children, um, it consumes all your thoughts. Uh, when once you have kids, it consumes all your money. And so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but they, they do it. It affects everything. And, you know, on the, the conversations, which most couples before they get married, have some sort of talk about kids. You know, they're like, do you want kids? How many kids do you have? When do you want to start having kids? You know, do you want to get your career going? Um, all of those different things. But kids are one of those pieces that you can kind of, there's a handful of things in life that you can agree to disagree on. And I believe it was in the financial episode we were talking about you can't agree to disagree on what to do with a hundred dollar bill but you can agree to disagree on who's the best nfl team and you know and you can have a house divided and you can Mm -hmm. be you know a a packers slash cowboys household and you go okay we agree to disagree um you can be weird and like the cowboys even though they haven't won anything (laughs) since 1995 um but you can agree that they are, you know, you can think that and we can agree to disagree and all's cool until our child, my child is born. And now you want to put that Cowboys jersey on my kid. Uh, Nope. And it goes that way on lots of things. You can have your little eccentric ideas on things, but now that we have a kid, I don't want that your weirdness coming off on my DNA. And so there are some places where you were just fine. You were walking in agreement just fine because you kind of said, you know what, that's just kind of you. But now all of a sudden there are places that you're fighting and there's tension because it affects your DNA. It affects the kids. Well, and it also would be the thing of that um, I feel like when – before we had kids, I was one person. I was a little, um, I don't know, I was just different. The things I thought about, the things that um, were important and all that. And then you have kids and you take on a different mindset, your thought process. Everything is very different. And that there lies a place where you now have to, um, you know, visit and chat about Things that before you had kids, you just, it just, well, that's going to be an easy thing to decide. And then all of a sudden you're in the heat of the moment. And you're like, what, what are we, I, I now feel different. I'm now responsible for a little tiny human being that can't do anything for itself, but scream. And there's, it just makes you become a new person. And there's going to be things that come up that you're just like, wow, I never saw this going to be an issue. And now it's like a front front burner thing for me. And, um, you're, you're extremely passionate about things that you just had no idea you were going to be passionate about. Mm -hmm. And lose interest in things that, you know, 
before you were interested in, and now you're like, nope, um, we got kids. That's I don't. Uh, I've shifted my my thoughts on life and what's important, and so um, it affects every area. So we've seen this theme of agreement in every single episode. Over so far, we've again. talked about agreement. In the very beginning, we talked about how it was the most important thing is sure. being in agreement. So why in this area of kids is agreement even more important than the rest of the areas that we've seen so far? It's even more important because this this child um, loves both parents equally and wants in, input from both parents. And if they're getting mixed messages, man, it is so confusing for a kid. Well, it's also you're dealing with an extremely selfish individual who sure. doesn't oh. have the maturity yet to deal with or to process anything more than this is what I want. So I'm you're talking work about the it. kid, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> yes, oh, the kid. <laughs> oh yes, he's a smart one today. <laughs> and if you're not in agreement um, on some front, the the kids will figure it out. They and they will work you against each other to their own benefit. Because again, because kids are born selfish, that's just the way it goes. Our, our the 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 sin alive in us makes us just focus on ourselves, and we we have to let the the renewing work of the spirit change us. And if the if parents aren't in agreement, man, it creates all sorts of tension in the home. And so um, from, you know, how to discipline and when to start disciplining. And, um, and and again, some of these things are going to change from when you're first married or before you get married and you're talking about these things oh, for sure. to when the rubber meets the road and you're now have a child and they're throwing fits and hitting you and all of that. And you haven't agreed you're now at a place where you're like, we have to agree on how we're going to sure. all the experts, deal with this. All the experts on raising children are people that don't have kids. Yeah. They're the experts. And so they're able to say, well, I, when I, my kid would never. And they're like, all just right. Your kids just, be the worst at it. just wait and see. Um, because it does. It just, it shifts. And so uh, that thing where you we talk about it before you get married and you talk about it before the kids show up and then when that little bundle of life is there it's all theory till you're holding that kid and dealing with it and looking or, at them in their eyes and until there's a actual physical sure thing that you love attached to or they've kept you up thing. all night oh geez yes and you are sleep deprived and you are like, oh my gosh, I don't understand how someone could ever hurt a tiny child until you are at your about to snap and yeah. being at sleep four deprived. four days of no sleep. And you go, Yikes. okay, all of a sudden I understand that somebody without the restraint of the Holy Spirit in their life could do something in a moment they would regret for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And, you know, and then having to, to work with each other with that extra stress and man kids add on the stress and so it's like sitting there you're any kind of tension there's a little flame there's a little fire and then you have these little humans throwing gasoline on the fire oh, you're yes, trying to extinguish and you're like 
how is this getting worse? And I'm over here on a podcast making hand gestures. And um, <laughs> anyways, the, but it's, it, it's a whole, it's a whole different ball game. Kids, that's why I put them in the big five by themselves. People are like, why are kids not in, in family philosophy? Because they're an animal all by themselves and yep. they come with Each tensions one. they come with rewards and joy and obviously we're pretty pro kid we have seven of them um but it's something even that we had to walk in a place of agreement on and um you know and so and then there's this spills back into family philosophy you know what how much influence is extended family going to have? You know, you know, the grandparents and aunts and uncles and, you know, what are the boundaries there? And are they going to be able to discipline your kids or not? And, you know, all of those different things. How all how is all of that going to work? And it spills into everything. Kids ignite. If you got attention, if you can't handle finances well, kids are going to set that off. If you don't handle family philosophy well kids are gonna set that off you know if if you don't handle money well um did i already say that one kids are gonna set that off yeah they're the same thing thing. see (laughs) kids throw my off my train of thought so but as you see it impacts everything I think that uh, we should turn this interview around and ask our original baby girl a question. OBG. Um, What are your observations about parents walking in agreement? That's right. So I was thinking about, and the most probably monumental memory I have as a kid in general, and also has to do with this, is when we went on our road trip. Sure. Is when we... Big deal. I was... 10 when you told me, 11 right before we went on our trip, and um, y'all had said, you know what, we're going to leave this place where you have all of your friends and you've been going to this school your entire life and you're involved in this community and we're going to move into an RV home. (laughs) We're going to travel around the world with your four other siblings. And I did not understand. We didn't either. Whether or not you actually were walking in agreement, which from what I've heard, I believe you were, but it seemed like y'all were a hundred percent like, this is what we're doing. This is what, and I think about that and I'm like, I am 22 now. And if I had gotten something like that, I think I would have probably been more hesitant and like, y'all had that firm, like we're supposed to do this. And I was like 10 years old and I'm like, okay, like we're going in an RV with our two dogs and my four siblings and we're going to sure. travel around the country and visit churches. And I think when I think back, that is probably like, and then of course, in starting the church and you both were such strongholds in starting the church and being so involved in everything. I think, uh, there've been a lot of moments growing up where I've seen that, but I mean, there were times, of course, there were times, of course, where, um, you know, say every once in a blue moon, when I got a bad grade, I would have mom sign my paper because she would not come down on me as hard as dad would. <sighs> Working the um, system. So like that didn't happen as often as maybe the boys, but when it did happen, For I always sure. had mom oh, sign boy. it. And usually when she was like half asleep and then dad would go online and look at my grades and be like, 
what was this grade? And I'm like, mom's mom knows. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> you know, things like that. Or if I wanted to go to the movies and I needed, you know, $10, I would go to mom. And so there were just different things, you know, small things. But when I look back at the big moments of growing up, I always remember seeing you guys walk in. Total agreement. Just awesome. Knowing what you're supposed to do, which I don't understand that now when I'm 22. Awesome. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that that was the way uh, it unfolded to your, uh, you know, growing and developing eyes and. But those moments, you know, and, and you talk about, you know, that was a big, big moment when God laid it on our heart to sell everything, um, leave where we were at, um, go through and choose a motorhome. That was a, something I was going to stick us in a travel trailer, a bumper pull travel trailer oh, gosh. Uh, because I was cheap and like we talked about in the financial thing because i was wanting to mom still has that look (laughs) conserve our money and so we ended up buying a very nice motor home and spending a lot more money than i had originally planned to do um but talking through but it was the right thing i mean had we had we tried to do the bumper pull just the traveling just the fact that y'all could get up and go to the restroom yeah and not have to be you know, it was awesome. Bu- buckled into a seat. Uh, there was so much wisdom that came about that I wasn't even thinking I feel about. Like there was a lot less fighting that well, way. A ton, a ton. It was, it was certainly the way to go. But there was, golly, you talk about it. There was a kajillion decisions we had to make together, a kajillion, and had to be an agreement um, on all of them. But that, that specifically, there was so much prayer involved. Well, and before we told the kids, we had been in, we had discussed for days and nights getting on the same page and how was this all going to look and, um, you know, how are we going to handle this? And I feel like it came off as smooth as it did because we lived our life this way up until this point. Mm -hmm. Had we not lived our life up to the point of, up to that point as to being in agreement and discussing things and uh, always, for sure. you know, the two of us try putting the value there of that. The two of us had to be in agreement. Not, well, I talked to my friends and my friends are for this. So you just need to get on board or whatever. We right. just mm-hmm. didn't live our life that way. No, We lived our life in the way of that. We, um, we discussed, things we were on the same wavelength and on pretty much everything there were a few times that brand pulled the i bought this house for us card and (laughs) i looked at him like he can live there but i'm not living there (laughs) um and 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 we've had those places where we weren't in agreement like that and and they did bite us and and it wasn't that it was because he made the decision and I didn't, it was, they, they bit us because we weren't in agreement. We didn't mm-hmm. discuss it together. And that is where the strength comes is when we were on the same page, when we were both, I hate, I hate saying always in agreement, but we were both in agreement. It's the key. It's, it's what we're doing. It's the key. We bought in, we both bought into whatever it was we were doing. For sure. For sure. 
So this podcast has revolved around being loved and showing love to your spouse. How does the treatment of kids impact how a couple feels loved? Oh my goodness. It, uh, um, for sh- it, it's just critical. I mean, because they're, you know, they're little pieces of you. And when somebody disrespects that and doesn't value it, um, it, it, it hurts. I mean, it's that thing, it's you know, very I, I can, you know, be pretty calm about a lot of things. Somebody messes with my kids and man, that's for sure where things, the, everything gets riled up and certainly somebody from outside the home, you know, the, it's man that you fire up on that. But mm-hmm. when one another, um, and it, it'll, it'll fire you up. And all of a sudden now that, you know, you're this person you're choosing to do life with has attacked one of the kids and treated them in your mind wrongly um, and been unloving and uncaring, man, all of a sudden you will, you'll turn on your spouse in a hurry. And so you've got to be able to, you know, to recognize that, that there's this place where for me, to love and to consider her, I had to fully, I had to love and consider you, not just you as my daughter, but as my wife's daughter mm-hmm. and with all the kids. And Yeah, now there are times when we will say your kid, your sure. son is For doing sure. this or yeah. your daughter. And, and it's mainly out of, you know, just being funny. <laughs> For sure. And, but I mean, we do... <laughs> We do that every once in a while, and I think that it means that the part of you that's in them is showing up. Oh, man. And so, um, but I will say that when the first five were younger and growing up, there was a tendency on my part to be a little harder on the girls because I knew their thought process. I understood the emotions that girls in general um, are led by. And so not that I was easier on the boys, but, um, I, I didn't see what, how they were being led. And then in turn, Brandon would be a little harder on the boys and, um, more understanding and whatnot of the girls. And I think that it was, it was good for us, even though we never really talked about it or that wasn't something that we, um, did on purpose. But, uh, it, it makes me laugh because I look back and, you know, there are times that the girls are like, you are so much easier on the boys than you were on us. Well, it was just that I felt like, some, like, I mean, not that somebody needed to be, but that I didn't see the full picture. I'm not, my, my brain doesn't work like boy brains do. And so I, he had a more of an insight as to what they were you know, why they needed to jump out of the tree or what if they were about to jump out of the tree, he would stop them or whatever. It, it just, it tend, it seemed to work out like that. But at the same time, there were places where we did have to, um, you know, go to the other one and be like, okay, I don't understand this and I need you to explain to me yeah. why do they need to do this? Because to me, it's stupid. <laughs> and it, I felt like that in that it wasn't just that I needed understanding. I needed to honor 
my husband, their dad, or, you know, even with, you know, but all of each kid has some, um, characteristics that are of me and some that are of, of Brandon. And so we, in honoring the other person and, and asking, okay, I don't, why do they think this way or what is the deal? It helps to honor the fact that they are, I mean, it's the child is from both of you. And it's not that thing of you're talking down to them. I mean, for me, it wasn't talking down. It was the true fact of, I do not understand, uh, you know, educate me here. And in that, you you have to understand that, yes, there are two parents. And yes, there are two people who um, this child is of. And that you're not, one person is not going to have the full insight on what's the best way to handle every decision. I mean, I'm pretty brilliant, but I don't have the answer for everything. <laughs> yeah. If I do say so myself. Well, and for sure, you know, that so many times we, we, we take personal ownership of our children so strong. I mean, they're, that's, they're my kids. <laughs> and um, so many times the my can get bigger than the our. And we have to watch that it's always our that the that the hour is bigger than than the my and that i mean I, we're both thinking people we're, and so we have opinions about everything we're very opinionated and so we it's real easy to say this is what needs to happen in this issue with brooklyn or keenan or colin or preslin or whatever and it's real easy to be able to to do that instead of asking the other one who's just as fully invested as you know as I am going what do you think that that's those are it's places where the with the kids that I am quicker mm-hmm. to just insert my way as the way even more than with our money and with other things and that she's like well maybe I'm their mom too here yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And, and so there's a, there's a place where the, just your passion about your own kids, um, you can begin to kind of push your spouse out and that's your first love. Your spouse is your first love. Um, so this is done right. You're, yeah. you're going to be with them till death do us part. Um, you have the kids under the roof for a season and you know, for us, it's a long season. We have kids spread oh, out. On, kids spread seasons. out over a period of time. Our kids are are born a, across an eighteen year spectrum, and so um, so it will have kids for a long time. But it's still a season, and so loving each other fully is loving the kids fully. All right, you guys got any final thoughts you want to leave us with? You got anything, babe? I want I want to do want to hit before we close on this one, um, Ephesians chapter five, and, and just a reminder that there were no chapter marks when Paul wrote this, and we kind of read Ephesians chapter five and finish it out, and then maybe pause and not even pick up Ephesians six until maybe the next day, and it was all in one thought flow. And if, if end of if, end of Ephesians chapter five, Paul is, says, you know, husbands love your wives and, and it's giving this, um, you know, about 11 verses of coaching husbands and wives. It's a beautiful passage. Um, and it ends with, uh, however, each, uh, each one of you must also love, love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband 
And guess what? The very next verse, we find it in a new chapter, but it's the same thought flow, speaks to the children. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. And the best thing we can do to help our kids honor us as parents is that is carry that previous thought flow in. It is so much easier for you kids to honor me if you see me fully loving your mom. It's true. It's and good. it's so much easier for y'all to uh, obey and honor your mom if you see her respecting me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so because there's a place where you love us, we're your parents, and you'll that's the little so don't mess with my dad, don't mess with my mom, mm-hmm. just like we don't mess with our kids. And so um, in this, uh, walking in agreement, loving and respecting, um, you set your kids up for the win to help them honor and um, respect and, and mm-hmm. care for the, their yeah. parents. So they can have that life go well, and, and, um, but it starts with a strong right here and it cascades to the parents. And that's my final thought. That's your final thought. That's my final thought. In Ephesians 6, 1, through three children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right honor your father and mother which is the first commandment with a promise so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy life long life on the earth I feel like if you can raise your children that um in a with the mindset of it's obeying your parents obeying and honoring what they've set before what you've set before them then they are set up very well to adjust to what life brings them and to adjust to the different stages of life um you know in each part of our lives we have some where along the lines there are some forms of rules or laws or when you're an adult and you work somewhere you have people that you have to work with and you know deadlines and whatnot and you know it just seems today that people just think well they haven't my child has a mind of their own and I really try to uh encourage them to go with that well there are ages that they're just not mature enough or ready to have that put on them. And when you allow your child to see that they are wise in their own eyes above your own wisdom, that that it becomes a true behavioral issue. And that thing is, is that there are different places where the anointing of being of mind to be able to make those decisions it falls on different places when they're little and whatnot that falls on the two who have been you know who are the parents that is that is our time to be able to be the ones to make the decisions and to keep them under uh to set the boundaries for sure and when you encourage at three and four years old or whatever the age may be that well i just you know really want to just allow them to, you know, do this for themselves. They're set up for failure immediately because the maturity level is just not there. And boundaries have to be set so that they can see as an example how life works. For sure. They should not have the whole world at their feet at 
a young age, there have to be boundaries. I don't allow my kids to play in all of the front yard, including the street, and then expect the cars to be mindful of my kids and the fact that they have open range and the cars are bound. I teach my kids that we don't go past the sidewalk. We don't go past the trees, not because I want to keep them, you know, I don't want to keep them frustrated. I do it to teach them that in everything, there are boundaries, there are guidelines, there are things we have to honor first. It's not what we feel that's most important. It's what is in life that we're, what stage of life we're in that we have to honor those. And it starts early. It starts early. Don't climb up the stairs. Don't touch that. Um, Don't touch the stove. Don't touch the fireplace. How so many things it's not to hinder them as far as just to hold them back from something it's to keep them from harm it's to keep them in a mindset that is healthy enough to understand that there are always going to be some kind of boundaries some kind there just always are for sure for sure and that helps them to in learning to honor father and mother lips helps them to to honor lots of places of wisdom and have a have a long, blessed life. Honor God, ultimately. All right, that is a wrap on episode six. Thank you guys for joining us again. We are super excited to be here and be delivering this message to you over our podcast. So please send us any questions you might have at Celebration Church at... Nope. All right, that is a wrap on episode six here on our marriage podcast. We are so excited that you've been joining us this long. We have a lot of amazing things coming up, so stay tuned for our next episode. And if you have any questions, please send us an email at celebrate at celebrationchurchlive.com. See you in the next one.